Thank you for listening to Podcast West Seattle. I'm your host, Andrew. On this episode of Podcast West Seattle, we examine the West Seattle Skylink gondola proposal. The gondola could be up and running, could be built in two years. We also visit with mayoral candidate Colleen Echohawk. If you go to our website, we have a 22-point plan to bring everyone inside in 14 months. All of this and more is next on Podcast West Seattle. As of this recording, it is Thursday, July 22nd. A look at West Seattle weather shows the upcoming week to be warm and dry with highs in the low 80s. Let's take a look at some West Seattle area headlines. Last weekend, White Center saw a celebration of life for Tara Ekman Scott, the owner of Tara Dice Cafe. WestsideSeattle.com reports a crowd of approximately 500 people attended the event. Tara was an important part of the White Center and West Seattle community and will be missed dearly. The West Seattle blog reports that a camera placed in Westcrest Park near the off-leash area has been removed. The camera was placed by the volunteer steward of the off-leash area in an attempt to cut down on car prowls. The Parks Department says the surveillance camera is not legal in city parks. Meanwhile, off-leash area users are urged to be vigilant as smash and grabs are increasingly common in the Westcrest parking areas. Coming up each Wednesday for the rest of the summer, there is a new produce and craft market on the south end of the peninsula. The Top Hat Produce and Craft Market will be each Wednesday from 3 to 7 at 10854 Myers Way Southwest. Be sure to check it out. Looking ahead to the coming weekend, the Seattle Aquarium Beach Naturalists will be back in West Seattle this weekend. They'll be at Lincoln Park and the South Beach of Alki during low tides. Check the Seattle Aquarium website for more specific details. At the West Seattle Farmer's Market this weekend will be your last chance to purchase a custom poem from Nasima B.E. I caught up with the poet and artist as she was finishing up a poem for a customer. So my name is Nasima B.E. I'm an artist and writer. I came to Seattle for art residency, so I'm uh, actually only here for another couple of weeks. And I'm staying in West Seattle because my friend, a dear friend of mine, lives here. Uh, I started doing poetry on the street six, six years ago. And that was the last line of that poem. Um, this was for, so these poems are really um, uh, dictated by the person's experience, right? Like I really talked to them to find out what's in there. So this was for a woman who's turning 30 and who really wants to call in uh, a lot more freedom in her life in the next decade. I told her, welcome to the best decade. I, it's, so it goes like this. I see myself dancing on a beach, not a care through my head. I see myself jaunty and free, no worries, no insecurities, just presence, just me. I see a glimmering future opening and unfolding with its warm, kind arms and this divine feminine laughing wild and alive and best of all, this is all inside me. So that's for a friend who will come back soon to pick up her poem. Check out Nasima B.E. at the Farmer's Market this weekend or find her work at nasima.me. You may have noticed some signs around the neighborhood recently for a West Seattle Skylink, a group advocating for a West Seattle gondola connecting to Sound Transit's main line in Soto. The plan is intriguing, so I decided to take a closer look. Hi there, can I give you a Skylink card? Have you heard about sure, Skylink? Yeah. Joyce Hingisbach is a 75-year-old West Seattle resident. It'd be up and running in four years. 
It is Sunday, and Joyce is at the West Seattle Farmer's Market spreading the word about West Seattle Skylink. And it would take you from here over to the Soda Light Station and also the International District. Interesting. Yeah, and it's a gondola, so you board whenever you get there. In Sound Transit's latest plans, West Seattle is supposed to get light rail sometime in the 2030s. For Joyce, that's too long. And I don't even know if I'll be living here in 2030, and I'm already 75 years old. The gondola could be up and running, could be built in two years once it's permitted, which shouldn't take that long. And I might, I might actually be able to use that. That's where Echo Hawk is. Today, Joyce is hoping to speak with mayoral candidate Colleen Echo Hawk, who's holding a Q&A at the Farmers Market. Colleen Echo Hawk for Seattle Mayor, right here, come on a meter. Members of West Seattle Skylink are confident that their plan makes the most sense, and that people in West Seattle eager for transit will agree. West Seattle cannot wait until the next decade for light rail to come up. That's Martin Pagel, another principal member of the West Seattle Skylink group. So a gondola could be built a lot faster, could be built a lot more affordably. He says an elevated cable gondola system would cost $2 billion less than the $3.2 billion price tag for the light rail link. And he sees other advantages. Sustainable decarbonization, and it would displace far less people. It is a system that other cities have implemented. Mexico City built a line in 2016. They had so much success there that they also started building more of those. The experience is very enjoyable. Fieke de Jong is a journalist and urban researcher in Mexico City. He has ridden on both of Mexico City's operating lines. In Los Verdes, the, the, the new one is pretty well integrated into the metro system. So from the city center, I got out there. I was on the metro cable within 40 minutes. I think that uh, for a place like Mexico City, where there's a lot of traffic congestion, where there's a lot of hills, where there's a lot of high-density neighborhoods in hills, uh, that is definitely a, a very uh, useful solution. Back at the farmer's market, Joyce had her audience with Colleen Echohawk. Well, I thought it went extremely well. Here's Echohawk. I'd like to consider it. I don't know enough about it, but I do know that we have to have more transit opportunities for everyone in this city, West Seattle especially, and also we want to get people as much as opportunity to get out of cars and to get into transit. So it's something I'm, I am very excited to think about. There's a very little political chance that the gondola would be seriously considered. That's Mike Lindblom. He covers transportation for the Seattle Times. Uh, nobody on the transit board or within the agency is very interested in considering other modes besides light rail. More likely they'd be sued uh, because they've represented light rail lines on the ballot measure. I reached out to Sound Transit about the idea of a gondola link to West Seattle. In a statement, they said, The Sound Transit 3 plan was based on years of previous planning and public involvement and defined light rail as the transit mode for the corridor extending from downtown Seattle to West Seattle. During the planning process preceding the ST3 plan, Sound Transit evaluated multiple technologies, including gondolas, for implementing high-capacity transit. Through that process, light rail was determined to be the most appropriate mode. We want to make people in West Seattle aware of light rail plans as well as the gondola. Even if the political winds are against them, Joyce and the rest of West Seattle Skylink will keep making the case for gondolas. And we also want people to look at the gondola and decide whether they think it merits consideration along with the light rail plans. Thanks to Joyce and Martin from West Seattle Skylink. You can learn more about the West Seattle Skylink by visiting westseattleskylink.org.
You can find more of Fake de Jong's work at limits.mx. It features great writing and some amazing images of Mexico City. Also, thanks to Mike Lindblom and Colleen Echohawk. My conversation with Colleen Echohawk stretched a little beyond gondolas. Here is most of the rest of our conversation. West Seattle is just such an important part of the city. It just, there's a vibrancy here. We have an urban village here. And um, I'm just trying to get out to every place. I'm, I'm going all over the city talking to people. Um, and I want people to know about my platform, that I care about our communities, that I care about our homeless community. That's why I'm running. We have a humanitarian crisis on our hands. Um, and we have to have pe- someone who will take responsibility for that crisis. And as mayor, I will take responsibility. Someone has to. We have people who are suffering. And it's not just those people who are experiencing homelessness. They're, they're, they're the ones who are experiencing like the, the gut-wrenching part of homelessness. But it's impacting all of us, you know? So when you we got to do better. When you say you take responsibility as mayor, uh-huh. what, what does that actually look like? That actually looks like coming into the office with the expertise, with the plan, with um, with the seriousness of the crisis that it is, and really treat it like an emergency. Um, I feel like there's been a lot in the past. Um, there's been a lot of passing the buck, a lot of like, well, someone else will take, will handle this. I am running because I, I, I know we can do better. I'm incredibly frustrated that we've had such poor city leadership that has allowed this to continue every single year that it has gotten worse and worse. Is there something that you could do as mayor on day one? Absolutely. So that's why we have, if you go to our website, we have a 22-point plan to bring everyone inside in 14 months. So the day I'm elected in the two-month period of the transition, we will be working. We will be identifying the real estate. We will be thinking about how we're going to buy the pallet homes and ho- the hotels, work with the Regional Homeless Authority. I am the candidate that has the expertise and the partnerships to like get this done. I've been doing this work for the past seven years. I'm a co- I've consulted with the White House's Interagency Council on Homelessness. I'm a board member of the National Low Income Housing Coalition. And it is time to have a mayor who will step up to the plate and serve our community and serve those, those babies and, and elders who are suffering outside on our streets. Thank you very much. Really Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Colleen. That concludes this episode of Podcast West Seattle. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. With updates coming much more frequently these days, you don't want to miss an episode. Also, be sure to share the podcast with friends, both West Seattle and otherwise. You can reach out to Podcast West Seattle on Twitter or Facebook or at podcastwestseattle.com. Until next time, nothing but love, West Seattle.